Hello everybody, it is I, Lindsay Rogers, we are back at it again, and for the new, new episode in the current season, which is season 2 of the Pro Wrestling Fan Blog Podcast, so without further ado, let's talk about some wrestling stuff, shall we? <laughs> Alright, so let's talk about the Vince McMahon situation right now. So, I have heard, heard some stuff that Vince McMahon is completely stepping down on, on it's his role as CEO. Uh, but he will contain some control of, I guess, creative. Now, apparently it's been reported that Stephanie McMahon, and, or you refer to Stephanie LaVette, Stephanie McMahon LaVette. Anyway, Stephanie McMahon is reportedly taken over the position as a CEO for the time being until her father's cleared. In other words, it's, I mean, I know Stephanie really wanted to focus on taking care of her family, but now I guess this is more important. Now, I know some of you guys are thinking, I thought Nick Khan's going to take over. Well, apparently not what they're saying, even though I think this is what's going on. Now, while that's been going on in investigation, and and there is something else, however, it has been pointed out. Anyway, according to a tweet sent out by Jesse Davin, who's her Twitter account, Jesse the Buckeye, says, Fun fact, Brad Shepard pays someone within Duddy offices a hefty amount of cash for his scoops. People out there who know who, know who it is. Whoever released the name of the victim to Brad needs to be held accountable and terminated. How dare you violate someone's privacy like that? Ad. And then she also says here, Brad, you are a man with a wife and children. Grow the F up and quit the bullshit crap. Now, Brad says that, uh, that he tweeted about, uh, about uh, the investigation going on, but he also says here, a source in Duddy direct knowledge of the situation tells me the woman referring to the investigation is, but Jesse had to had to uh, censor it for the sake of the person of the person's name. However, uh, I highly recommend to you guys to please, if you do see Brad Shepard's name on there, please block him on Twitter. Or, Alright, even though I should have, even though I kind of blocked him, but I didn't fully block him because of this situation. Now, I don't know, now I know there's a lot of reports saying that there's some other things going on. I hardly don't know what the situation is all about. But, anyway. Actually, yeah. Now, here is the article... Well, of the actually, let me read you this whole article from NBC News. It says here, there the article that was posted up by David K. Lee says here, Duddy's Vinterman steps back from leadership post during misconduct probe. Stephanie Mann, the wrestling's iconic daughter, has been named interim chief executive. If. 
World Wrestling Entertainment announced Friday that its famed CEO, Vince Man, had stepped back from his leadership responsibilities as the company investigates misconduct claims against him. The Duddy Board of Directors appointed McMahon's daughter, Stephanie McMahon, actually should be recognized as Stephanie McMahon Levesque because after all, she is married to to Paul Levesque, otherwise known as Triple H, as interim CEO and chairwoman until the probe's conclusion. According to... According to... I guess this is what Vince McMahon said here. They got a quote from him. It says, I have pledged my complete cooperation in the investigation by the special committee and I will do anything... Everything possible to support the investigation, Fitzman said, in a statement released by the Stanford, Connecticut-based company. I also have pledged to accept the findings and outcomes of the investigation, whatever they are. And apparently, apparently they also have half of a tweet from Duddy that says here on Twitter... Mr. Man will appear on SmackDown tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern live on Fox. 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 Which apparently, I guess from what's going on in this comment saying this, apparently somebody responded to Daddy says, Long term booking. And it's a photo, and it's actually an old photo of Stephanie Man in the Daddy magazine where she. Where I guess it was part of a storyline back in 2001 where where uh, Stephanie and and before they officially got married, uh, Triple H uh, was was <laughs> had some evil doing. Apparently, it says here Stephanie's evil plan to destroy the the Federation. Doomsday for Daddy, and it's a photo of. Stephanie in a business uh, suit. <laughs> her away with a necklace, and she has a photo of her father and with a lighter, and it's just burning up. <laughs> so, anyway, continue on with the article from NBC News. Says here, despite the uncertainty. Tenny of his current status, McMahon will appear on Friday night SmackDown at 8 p.m. And the company announced Friday morning. It's unclear if he will use the appearance to comment on the board probe. Stephanie McMahon also said she would support the ongoing probe. I love this company. I'm committed to working with the independent directors to strengthen our culture and our company. It's extremely important to me that we have a safe and collaborative workplace, she said in a company statement. I committed to do everything in my power to help the special committee complete its work, including marshalling the corporation of the entire company to assist in the complete investigations and to implement in its findings. <sighs> And it says here, the Daddy Board said it's investigating both the elder man and John Laurinaitis as head of talent relations for alleged misconduct, but did not detail of any of the accusations. The Wall Street Journal reported that Daddy Board wants to know if McMahon paid a former employee $3 million so she kept quiet about an affair the two had. The ongoing probe is also looking into allegations 
of other non-disclosure creams involving former female duty employees and Laurenitis, the newspaper reported. Now, I have now if you guys don't know much about John Laurenitis, yes, he was also known as a Russ, former wrestler goes by Johnny Ace. Ace. Now, <laughs> I will also say that understand that that uh, <laughs> I also say want to say this, okay? Um, understand that John Laurinaitis ended up marrying and and Bree and Nikki uh, Bella's mother, er, er, in um back in two thousand sixteen, and, and and understand that Brian Danielson ended up marrying. Uh, Brie Bella uh, and has two kids with her or making Laurenitis his stepfather-in-law. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Brian Danielson will be probably saying something about this because this is his stepfather-in-law being investigated and I don't know if there's any word coming from uh, Brian's wife if Brie because this is her stepfather and understand, I mean, this is really kind of shocking, to say the least. And I don't know how much I feel about this. I mean, is this the right thing to do or what? I just don't know. Um, it's really kind of shocking that this is happening to a company that is happening. But anyway... Um, I am very, very much concerned about I am very, very worried about Brian Danielson and his well, actually him and his wife and their and their, uh, you know stuff going on, I should say, you know, with the scandal. And I'm just hoping that they'll stick by him or say something. Now, I just hopingly that they don't, I just hoping that Brian does not get in trouble with Tony God. Because, unless he's probably going to say, I'm sorry you're going through a lot with your your stepfather-in-law. Well, yeah, I mean, seriously, this is a bad thing. What's going on for Brian and his family? Like, I mean, on his wife's side. So, yeah. So, I want to address there has been some terrible, sad news. Uh, first of all, uh, you know Miro, right? AEW star. But it turns out. His uh, loving wife, if known as, um, used to be known as Alana, but she decides to use her real name, C.J. Perry, 
She sent out a tweet that her grandmother had passed away. Hey. And I do send condolences to... I, I Even though I didn't tweet it out, but I would like to send condolences... Says... As to, um... To her and to Miro because of what happened. Um... But, anyway... Meanwhile, um, I'm not 100% sure if, er, what I just read, but I'm just making sure if this is, I don't know if it, this is entirely true or not, but... I mean... Twitter, I don't know if Twitter cares about this, but I know Matt Hardy ended up posting on his Instagram account, because um, I do follow him. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I shouldn't be laughing, but it sounds to me uh, Earl Hemner's brother, Dave, had just uh, passed away. Um, if you want to know about that... Um, I mean, I haven't seen anything much coming out of... <coughs> out of, uh... Oh, yeah, here we go. Fightful did report this. Okay. I wasn't sure because I saw it on... T somebody shared it right, and saying it did happen. But anyway, it says here in the Fightful article from Robert Fleece says... A former Duddy referee Dave Hebner passed away at age 73. It says here, former Duddy referee Dave Hebner had passed away at the age of 73. Hebner was known best as a Duddy referee, but he was also a referee for the National Wrestling Alliance and an agent with Duddy for many years. The twin brother of Earl Hebner, Duddy took advantage of the twin referees in February of 1988 on the first ever main event special on NBC. During the main event championship match between Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan, Earl Hebner was revealed to be a crooked referee taking a payoff from Ted DiAbasi and posed with his pose has, has his pose his twin with his twin. It says has, but I think this is a mistake. He meant to say with his twin brother Dave in order to help Andre the Giant defeat Hulk Hogan in 1987. In 1987, Dave was also the referee for the Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat match at WrestleMania 3. In recent years, Dave has many health issues, namely Parkinson's disease, and his passing was confirmed by Slam Wrestling and his nephew, Brian Hebner, which he tweeted, Rip Dave Hebner, gone but never forgotten, always loved. Um, I'm surprised that this was, um, I'm surprised that they did this. Now, I had kind of heard rumors about 
about uh, Dave and Earl Hemner got fired from Dead Eight. Now, I'm not 100% sure or if this is entirely true or not. But t- I had heard that they were both fired from Dead Eight due to the fact that um, they did something shady. Now, I just heard that is a rumor, but I am not certain if that is true or not. But, it's a myth that, well, that I will never understood. But, anyway, i like to say that I want to send my condolences to Brian Hebner and his uh, father and their family because of this. As but I guess from the tweet from Brian, and I guess he was not, I guess, solid with his uncle. So, yep. So, hopefully, the, the um, I don't know, maybe that's good for uh, them both. I don't know. So, anyway, um, and so that's much about it. That about that. I wanted to point out there's one more uh, death had just happened, and um, in the that is uh, referees related, probably for Duddy at least, and that is Tim White. If you guys don't know who Tim White is, he's been a long time. Uh, Duddy referee. Then he had became uh, a producer for Duddy, and he got released. Um, there was a lot of things he did in Duddy was really very worrisome. Um, um, after he stopped becoming a referee, and they put him into this weird storyline that he would try to make the wrestlers very much uncomfortable with him trying to. Uh, upon self-deletion, but that was the ridiculous effort. Anyway, sadly, uh, Tim White had did pass away officially, and no, I don't think, I don't know what happened. Um, it's just been They say that he was like in seventy some. Now the reporting is saying at sixty eight. But anyway, hey, um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, okay, so apparently, I don't know what caused the passing of Tim White, but I have no information about that, but yes, it was very sad to to hearing about this, both happening to Dave Hebner and to Tim White. However, I also want to point something out here, um, also I wanted to put in that, uh, 
that you know tonight is upon Slammiversary with Impact Wrestling because of the forming uh, since the beginning of the inception when it's once started up as Total Nonstop Action Wrestling. Um, it's been revealed that uh, both of um, Brian Ian, who is Dave's nephew, and Earl, who is Dave's uh, brother and Brian's father, uh, made a tribute to to David. That then this contains some spoilers. There's a from Slammiversary. Um, what happened was, I guess, during the match between the Impact Originals against, I guess, the Outsiders, they would call themselves, um, I don't know, those who are not pawn with the, as part of the, uh, Impact Originals, um, Sadage ended up having a huge, uh, tag team, uh, match, apparently, uh, even though uh, Dixie Curtis Lalinas, who was once the Impact Wrestling uh, president, uh, came back for an appearance, and and, and reveals that um, Davy Richards was going to be representing uh, the Impact Originals. It turns out, I guess during the match, uh, Brian got knocked down. Um, somebody knocked down referee Brian Hebner, and because of that. They, it got a little bit chaos, including uh, seeing D'Lo Brown, who came out wearing the aces and eights, eights uh, getup he had, <laughs> which I'm surprised he still wears that, um, <laughs> go on the attack. Uh, but what happened was, I guess because they didn't have no referee into the match, at um, Brian was knocked out. Oh, well, he was trying to gain his conscience, but because of the match, they needed a referee. So apparently, some some dumb luck, uh, Earl Hebner still has the classic, uh, uh, he still has the classic, uh, total nonstop action, uh, referee shirt on, and to tear it apart. Or, because that was underneath his black shirt. And so I just, you know what? I'll do the three count. One, two, three. Matches over. And it ended <laughs> dead. And, uh, of course, Brian was fine with that. He didn't, not, he never yelled at his father, which is really hilariously. I guess because Brian did that on purpose. Um, <laughs> in letting his dad do this, this because since they, since they, since the passing of David, it was really kind of shocked, but it was nice to see Earl Hebner back. Heck, and of course, there were a lot of shocking surprises at all. Um, apparently, there are a lot of rest wrestlers deciding to come back. Uh, you have, heck, even managers, including uh, Father James Mitchell. He came back um, managing again, uh, this time with, uh, another wrestler, I guess who has been in, uh, Impact Wrestling for quite a while, but hasn't been in a while so, since the early days, uh, Slasher, um, uh, the Tennessee Cowboy James Storm returns with Wildcat Chris Harris and 
Boy, I can't believe I'm saying this. Storm looks like in really great shape. And while Chris Harris, he looks a little bit chunky. <laughs> I know I shouldn't say that, that. Not really chunky, more like thick. Almost thick. Chunky and thick, I would say. You describe him looking at his face. But otherwise, he looks good, to say the least. But yeah, James Storm, sheesh. I guess the dad life is really getting into get into him and uh, hopefully get back to his great shape. <laughs> um, the reason they appeared what happened was they ended up confronting um, the Good Brothers and uh, the all and the men who st- like like uh, America's Most Wanted. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> the Briscoe brothers, Mark and Jay. If you guys don't know much about Mark and Jay Briscoe, uh, Mark and Jay Briscoe is the one who started uh, it, who are the first of the t- wrestlers in Ring of Honor. So it's very funny that they appeared there. But uh, and it's also because of the uh, whole entire agreement going on with AEW, Ring of Honor, and that sort of stuff. Anyway. Um, yeah, um, of course there were some videos who people were sending messages and clue for some reason, I guess since it was proved out by Diddy, probably by Stephanie McMahon, and since she is in charge now until her, until the situation with her father is uh, up, or this probably happened before Vince got, before Vince was exposed, um, AJ Styles, uh, ended up uh, sending a video message this to, to Impact Wrestling because if you guys don't know AJ Styles has been in Impact Wrestling for most of the time before he jumped ship to WWE because of the money. Um. Anyway, uh, there were some other things happen. I guess I should talk about right now. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about Impact Wrestling Slammiversary show. And I guess it's been, what, 20 years? Yeah, it's been 20 years since uh, in, since Impact Wrestling first started. And uh, anyway, um, there were some lot of surprises. There's video messages and stuff. And, you know, it's kind of crazy. Uh, but anyway, so there were some, now here are some kind of spoilers. If you haven't seen the show, go watch it. I'm going to try my best from reading off, I guess, from the matches, but, um, off of the, uh, Impact Wrestling Twitter account. So anyway, um, here are some of the matches, stuff that I can highlight about. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I guess we can... Let me see if I can start. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, hmm. Kurt Angle sent in a... Vi- Alright, let, wait, let me go over through all the tweets to you. Pfft. <sighs> 
Ooh. <laughs> so I guess we could I guess we could talk about stuff. So anyway. I guess the the pre shoot show had started off with some crazy situations. Um anyway um they kicked off with a kind of a crazy show between uh Brian Myers versus Rich Swan, I guess for the uh media championship which Swan retains so good for him. Um and I'm hoping I'm hoping he's gonna have I'm hoping he's um he had a great Father's Day day. And I know what you're going to say. Wait, Rich Swan is a dad? Yeah. I mean, his, uh, his, uh, undead bride wife, Sue Young, gave birth. And, uh, I'm hoping he's going to spend time with them. I'm glad it happened. Yeah, it says here, because it says here, from the gauntlets for the gold to our very first show. Oh. Our very first show to now, Evil Returns to Impact as Slash has entered the reverse battle royale. And it's when he comes, yeah, it's a wrestler known as Slash. He was been, he was it, he was at the very first show and he's, and he's not alone. He comes back. The returning father, James Mitchell, is back. So it's nice to find out he's back. Um. <laughs> Well, there was some crazy stuff going on. Uh, Shark Boy returns. That's crazy. I don't know who won. Oh, oh wait. Shark Boy won the reverse battle royale. Jesus, this whole entire career, Shark Boy ends up winning. We gotta get him verified. Yo, Twitter, verify Shark Boy, please. <laughs> it's the real Shark Boy 24-7. In, in, jeez, and he, he needs to work out, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's been a while. But anyway, I'm glad to see that Short Boy won the reverse battle royale. Um, of course, they kicked off. And it says here, tonight's a very special evening. And it's an evening that revolves around history and history with so many fronts. We celebrate everything that brought us to this point and, and spotlight everybody Eddie, that will take us into the future. This is Slammiversary. Anyway, it's just, it, they show, and the clip is actually of how this whole entire thing came together. Um, you know, and it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Of course, if you guys don't know who founded um, Impact Wrestling, or formerly known as uh, Total Mom Self Action Wrestling, it was founded by the father-son duel of Jerry Jarrett and Jeff Jarrett. Yes, the same Jeff Jarrett who's now going to be in charge of, I think, talent relations in WWE now? I believe, yeah. Anyway, and also a third individual, Bob Ryder, 
character who is also considered to be handled he also not only that he handled all the business this of the roads and stuff anyway he uh sadly passed away i think it was what a couple of years ago anyway so yep anyway the show kicks off with Exhibition champion and newest member of the Bullet Club, Ace Austin. I'm like, really? I'm like, it's. I'm like, what the heck is going on? I mean, I'm like, have to think about this. I'm like, isn't Jay White still the leader of the Bullet Club? I'm like, what the heck is he doing? <laughs> of course, of course, I can't wait to see how things go into chaos when uh, Kenny Omega returns and he finds out uh, Jay White took his friends away from him <laughs> oh there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of chaos coming in and <laughs> anyway he's in this anyway if they it's the um even though he comes in, it is actually the X Division match at where there are a lot of wrestlers who are entering the X Division. There's a lot of wrestlers, including um, I think I think I just saw I think I saw uh. Yeah, so there, yeah, it's the high flying X Division. Uh, Andrew Everett's involved into this. And apparently, guess who ends up winning? Uh, Mike B. <laughs> and apparently, I guess this whole entire X Division battle ends up with Mike Bailey winning the X Division title. Which, by the way, if I'm not mistaken, he got re- I guess I already mentioned this earlier in the podcast. Uh, in the, in, not in this episode, but in previous episodes, uh, Mike Bailey did get married. He ended up marrying uh, Veda Scott uh, in Las Vegas, and for some reason, and uh, yeah, it's really kind of shocking to hear about this. But um, yeah, so congratulations, Mike Bailey. You definitely deserve this. I hope for you and your, I hope for you and your lovely wife Veda's that are really happy for you, happy that you won the X Division title in the uh, <laughs> the best I match. I can't remember what's called anyway. Um, and then apparently there's also a video, and also there's there's also the video message with uh, starting off with. Sting, which he talks about his time in Impact Wrestling, where he appears alongside and also feuded against Jeff Jarrett. It, anyway, there's also after that there was um women's match going on with uh, Taya Valkyrie got involved in some crazy match. Uh, oh, it was a tag team match. Really, Taya Valkyrie teamed up with Rosemary. Ooh, I didn't know that was going on. I forget who they were facing against. 
Uh, uh, anyway, uh, it's okay. Oh, and speak about Taya Valkyrie. Apparently, when she was down in Mexico, oh, uh, uh, she, I think it was at the Triple H, a, uh, uh, event, uh, Triple Mania. I believe she called out Thunder Rosa, which apparently Thunder Rosa couldn't believe this. She, but she was at a, uh, I think she was some kind of taco joint, because if you don't know about Thunder Rosa, the uh, girl always do is she always wrestle and she vlogs, and she goes to every taco joint ain't anywhere er, er, um, AEW's at. Well, anyway, what happened was... <laughs> She, somehow she was at a, I guess she was probably at a taco joint and I guess they put on triple A for her or the uh, triple mania and she finds out that uh, Taya Valkyrie called her out somebody ends up recording this this the, recording Rose, Thunder Rose's reaction and she called her Ow, I was like, girl. <laughs> so I guess Taya Valkyrie teamed up with Rosemary and guess won the, guess they got the uh, world knockout world tag team titles. Anyway, there's a video message from Kurt Angle, and we are not going to talk about that. <laughs> oh, anyway, anything has to do with Kurt Angle and, oh, and Jeff Jarrett, I am not going to relive that. It was the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> and what I mean weird, some of their, their series issues spilled into their storyline feud. Anyway, then of course there was the Monsters Ball. For some reason, uh, Moose and the Sammy Callahan were was thrown in some kind of... Uh, a, Locked in closet, sit with uh darkness, and apparently they messed and messed up their eyes. Actually, they were both put into separate dark closets. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's that that's that's a great way to reveal about about Sammy and Boos. Anyway, I don't know why they did that. They were both ended up there, but uh, yeah, kicks off. That starts off with that kicks right to the monsters ball match, even though I find it really weird and funny that they would do that because usually it never happens like that. <sighs> and I mean that because there's only one because I never see that ever happen because there's only one wrestler I know who um would never do much like that. But I guess you could say. It would happen. That is the is the monsters ball. It never happens that two wrestlers would go into a locked closet and it was lights off before they would come to have a, a monsters ball. Because, in my opinion, there's only one wrestler who would actually would come out strong and would end up winning this because it was his specialty even now he's no longer working for Impact Wrestling and currently is in duty as a producer and that is uh, the Monster Abyss 
Chris Parks. <sighs> right. <laughs> which I which apparently everybody knows who he what he looks like now because since there was the time he ended up uh removing his mask one time and and he ended up having a crazy gimmick as a lawyer here <laughs> and try to and try it out a little bit wrestling Joseph Parks. Uh anyway, but it's not been the same without him. Anyways, <laughs> I guess there were a lot of things going on. And if you guys don't know about the Monsters Ball, I'll explain. And I'm not, I'm not why the, both uh, Moose and Callahan were both putting in a closet with the lights off. But that is the weirdest thing I ever heard of. Monsters Ball is a code, code name for hardcore match. Almost to that, to comparing, it almost became that of what it is in CCW, which is the, uh, which I like to dub it the UV. Not like ultra violet light. UV as in ultra violence. I'm trying not to say it. Anyway, so yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> so I guess probably Callahan won or probably Moose. I don't know. They don't tell me because they go right into the tag, world tag team titles. Let me... I don't know, but anyway. um, Actually, let me see if I can pull up the Impact Wrestling results. I don't know why I get that. Um, okay, um, I'll try my best, uh, I'm trying to get information from it. Uh, so yeah, to talk about Short Boy. Yeah, Ultimate X, I forgot, that was the name of the match, I couldn't remember. Even though, I'll tell you the truth, I kind of enjoyed it, but I think it's because of Chris Sabin. Oh, is that weird? But didn't somebody else compete in Ultimate X? Oh, no. Am I thinking about that big and dork uh, that my friend Bonnie flipped out? On Twitter one time, and, and he also found another friend, which I haven't heard of people from. Okay, okay, so here we go. So the Knockouts World Tag Team titles were on the line, and 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 Rosemary and Taya Valkley won the tag team titles off of Tanel Dashwood and Madison Rain. Okay, here we go. Monsters Ball. Sammy Callahan defeated Moose. Is Okay, then we have the Good Brothers defeated the Briscoes. Oh, the Briscoe Brothers had the tag titles. <laughs> and then Good Brothers won the titles. After that... Okay, yes, okay. So then, of course, we had Chris... 
we had uh, James, Fantastic Cowboy James Storm, the Wildcat Chris Harris, uh, return had ended up coming out, and apparently they toast, toast the tag team division, and and they gave beers to the Good Brothers and the Briscoes to celebrate. I guess nobody went completely ham. Uh, Impact Wrestling honored the broadcast of the duel of Don West and Mike Tanay. If you guys don't know, Don West is battling brain cancer. And I haven't heard yet. But anyway, and by the way, if you guys are wondering where I'm picking up the spoilers, I'm picking it up from uh, Kate Side Seats. It's, the author is Manolo Has Pizzas? Ugh, it's probably a username. Awkward. Okay, so where am I? Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, and then of course, the, Chrissy had me appeared aired, and she handled the introductions for the net match. And then Dixie Carter reveals a surprise partner for the Impact Originals, Davy Richards. Apparently, it was Chris Sabin and Alec. Chris Saban, Alex Shelley, a.k.a. the Motor City Machine Guns, Frankie Kazarian, Nick Alders, and Davey Richards defeated Honor No More, which is the team of Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, Vincent, and PCO. Apparently, if you guys don't know about the... If you guys don't know about the impact... <laughs> if you guys don't know about the... Uh, the, the if you guys don't know, the Honor No More is reference to, I guess, Ring of Honor. Even though both Davy Richards and Eddie Edwards are mostly synonymous with uh, Ring of Honor. <laughs> um. Anyway, hey. Um. Yep. <sighs> So Tom Hennefan and uh, Matthew Rywalt, um, both of them were on commentary throughout this, throughout most of the um, show. But however, uh, Scott D'Amore ends up joining the guys, I guess, for the match, probably the next match, probably for the uh, Impact Originals versus the honor no more it's it's otherwise known as the um <laughs> ring of all guys oh and uh <laughs> uh oh never mess around with that woman <laughs> Oh, oh, I, oh, wait, I, oh, by the way, guess, I guess from the Impact, from, I guess the match happened in the Impact Originals versus the Honor No More. I guess what happened was Maria, uh, uh, the, Maria Camillas Bennett that decides to torment the, uh, Impact Originals. And apparently she got her butt knocked out. And guess who it was? It was Tracy Brooks, uh, a.k.a. Frankie Kazarian's wife. <laughs> and of course, PCO, he tries to tag poor, he tries to tag at Kazarian's wife badly enough until, uh, I guess Kazarian. 
Ink <laughs> ends up whooping him. <laughs> Those two. <laughs> yeah, of course, that's when, of course, Dilo Brown came in with a sky high A. I can't thinking, I guess. Wait, was he in this match? No, hold up. Was he or not? Okay, yeah, because what happened was Kenny King ran out to insist D on her no more, but Dino Brown can't care for with a frog splash. And I surprised Dino Brown on his wearing the Ace and Eights gimmick. So if you got get up, if you guys don't know about Dino Brown, um, man, it's crazy. Oh, look, he posted three days ago, let's arrive, right. and he has the aces and eights. <laughs> oh, good grief, this is Bravery Bag Memories, <laughs> summer 2012, oh my, or was it 2013, I think, <laughs> oh, jeez, you guys don't know, in bed wrestling had one weird storyline, and that was the aces and eights. It was a weird storyline about this. <laughs> and uh, let's just say I just had to watch this because I didn't know what the heck who was running the Aces and Eights. And for some reason, it collided with the storyline where uh, Bully Ray had a thing for... Uh, <laughs> I think, quote unquote. Hulk Hogan's daughter. I'm sorry, I had to say this. But I don't know why. It's like the weirdest thing. The only thing I remember about the Aces and Eights is uh they went after that vegan dork. And if you guys don't know who's that vegan dork, Eric who, yes. I call him that vegan dork, Eric, the one who had offended my friend Bonnie and another friend and who I haven't heard from a while. I'm hoping she's okay. Unless the uh the cancer took her, um, he was so mean to her, um, yeah, and I'm not gonna say it. I may I may say by his real name. If you want to look it up, you'll see who I'm talking about. Goes by his real name is Dan Solwood. I am not referring to him by his wrestling name because even though, oh, I will say this, he is a vegan dork. Eric, and the reason why he is a vegan dork is because of it. Even though I thought he was once vegetarian, but I guess since him losing the, uh, I don't know, probably happened since he lost the uh, Impact Wrestling title. Ugh. Yeah, I know it's weird to talk about him, but <laughs> um. Anyway, he even though I have him blocked on uh Twitter and Instagram, even though I would still consider him to be handsome and all, but uh. I don't, I just don't, even though I just don't want to speak about him anymore because it just made me felt, I mean, because he never, 
No, because I kind of care for him, of course. He'll probably say some bad things about me, but I already had that happening with my father, so... <laughs> so, uh... In other words, it's... No words, yeah. Even though I don't like much talking about him anymore. But he, he did kind of ended up broke me when I kind of cried when he won the championship. A lot of people are going to say, what do you mean by Lindsay? Like, what happened? It's because he wrestled against Bob he Rude. Even though I do regret crying about it. <laughs> uh. But anyway, he was definitely involved into uh Actually, he was the reason why that I kind of enjoyed him being the crap out of the aces and eights. But, <sighs> thanks for reminding me, D'Lo. At least this time I won't hate you for this. <laughs> Should have said it. This time I won't like you. This time I don't like, this time I would not like you, but... It's really nice that you pull the aces and eights, eights gear again. <laughs> and, uh, wait, he got, he was reunited with, uh, oh, geez, Wes Briscoe and, uh, Eric Bischoff's son. <laughs> anyway. What I mean by... Okay, so let me tell you more about this and why Delo's involved. Anyway, so the more into the story about the Aces and Eights, they were a complete menace and without who was the leader. Anyway, each and every week it was revealed who was involved. Now, there were some reports and rumors saying that there were some wrestlers was going to... There were some other wrestlers who was going to be revealed be part of this, but I'm not certain about that. But anyway, so who were who was part of the Aces Eights originally? Well, just like I said, there was D'Lo Brown, um, there was uh, Wes Briscoe, not too late to Mark and Jay Briscoe, may I remind you. Uh, Eric Bischoff's uh, son Garrett was involved. Um, D'Lo, like I said, D'Lo, there was Ken Anderson. Um, and apparently the behind the aces are eights, it's the leader, her, 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 
nutter than Team 3D themselves, or formerly known as the Dudley Boys. Yeah, Bully Ray and Devon. On. <laughs> anyway, um. And actually, I will admit, seeing Bully even though I will admit, every gimmick they had, I would definitely say the aces and eights for Ray and Devon was, like, really good. Because it shows a bad side out of both of them. <laughs> even though I find it, even though it was crazy. But, I was surprised. But I'm surprised for D'Lo decides to pull the aces and eights get up again. <laughs> Good for him, though. <laughs> but I do remember because of this, because of the vegan dork that he is, is um. He did was involved with the. With the aces and eights, but now if if I think about this to today, I mean, yeah, crazy, but like I said, yeah, because this is happening when you just beat Bobby Roode for the title. Oh, holy crap! That's right. The whole entire aces and eights storyline began, and. With, uh, it's like about a month after that vegan dork, or Dan Sowood, just beat Bobby Roode for the title. I know most of you guys are going to get mad at me, but just understand where I'm coming from. But yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, but it was crazy enough. Those who revealed. But, anyway, yeah, it was, turns out, Bully Ray was the president, you had Eric Bischoff, Son Garrett, um, you had, uh, Mike Knox, Hux, Hux was part of the Aces and Eights, but he was known as Nux. I remember now Taz, who's now on commentary and also leading off of Team Taz in AEW, you. He was part of the uh, eight, Aces and Eights as the spokesman. You have Devon, who was the first sergeant in arms. Arms. Yeah, D'Lo was the first vice president, later prospect. Right. Apparently, Luke Gallows, or I guess he's still referring to as Doc Gallows. Um, <laughs> he was he was a soldier, but then he. Uh, left and left uh, impact for uh... <laughs> he left uh, went to New Japan then uh, came part of Bullet Club <laughs> <laughs> um yeah there was Ken Anderson he was, he was the second vice president. Tito Ortiz lasted as he was going to be the second sergeant at arms, but he was pulled out because of Bellator. 
<laughs> yeah, West Briscoe was uh, West Briscoe was uh, a soldier leader prospect, and Leva Bates was also a prospect as well. She was the only well, she was the official fe only female, but then Ivalice East was uh, a member for the one night only World Cup of Wrestling. But Leva was the only female uh, I know of. But yeah, everything went fall apart. <clears throat> but anyway, so I'm surprised that happened. That they, they everything was downfall because of it. Because uh, Gallo went to Oh, okay, so here's what happened here. <laughs> Reunit. Dino Brown and Ken Anderson were scheduled to represent 8s and 8s at Impact Wrestling's There's No Place Like Home, but the event was canceled due to the pandemic. However, on the June 23rd, 2020 episode of Impact, Dino Brown teased a return of the faction by standing up from a chair to reveal an 8s and 8s cut drape over the back. However, <laughs> this happened. On June 16th, 2022, in the episode of Impact, Aces and Eights, Eights was represented by Garrett Bischoff and Wes Briscoe, men and managed by Dilo Brown, made the return, losing to Honor Some Moors, Ken King, and Vincent. Wow. <laughs> so, I guess, yeah, so, barely. So, yeah, Eric Bischoff's on, and 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 uh get and uh West Bresca both showed up uh, with uh Dilo and apparently Dilo ended up uh <laughs> but apparently Dilo came out and just took out Kenny. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so I it's I'm surprised that Dilo would do that again. Good for him. Um, to seeing him to pull out the that. So yeah, of course there was a video message from AG Styles, and then of course the first ever Queen of the Queen of the Mountain match, match that features, which I think was for the, wait, a minute, it was for the uh. Knockouts Hot Championship, wasn't it? Yep. So apparently, there was the first ever Queen of the Mountain match for the Impact Knockouts title, which is turns out Jordan Grace won. <laughs> Good for her. And of course, now they're talking about the main event. So I'm shocked to see that. Uh, <laughs> I'm shocked that uh, Jordan Grace won the Queen of the Mountain and now she's the Impact Knockouts champion. <laughs> yeah, and for those who are partake in the uh, the first ever Queen of the Mountain match, you have uh, Tasha Steele's 
tells uh, Mia Yim, the happily married Mia Yim. I just want to point out because <laughs> she because her husband is Keith Lee and he's in AEW. Well, she's an impact, and that's fine with me. Then you have Jordan Grace, Ace. <laughs> Chelsea Green, which I'm surprised she's wrestling. I thought she was going to take care of her freaking husband. Though I think I just figured out what happened to her husband, Matt Cardona. I think he hurt his arm. Great, just like Cody Rhodes did. <laughs> um, of course, Diana Perotso and Mickey James. Which apparently the match got crazy. Uh, but I guess, uh, it was it was a uh, Jordan Grace one. All right, the main event goes ha is um yeah. goes down, and it's a match between uh Josh Alexander, er, because his Twitter account is the Walking Underscore Weapon. He has that for a while against the Eric Young. Yeah, Eric Young. And I guess the match goes crazy. This is this already shaping up to be a slam reversing me meant to remember. And I guess what happened was they both try to go for moonsaults but failed miserably. Uh sorry said she little Joe would be proud. <laughs> oh my god, Josh is like trying to hurt Eric Young. And then somebody says, Chase and Jeff Jarrett. Oh my god, wait, what happened? Oh, I see. EY wants to do the, 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 the maneuver Jarrett used to do. <laughs> Eric Young tapped out, but. <laughs> but, wait. Oh, it says Eric Young tapped out, but. Oh, uh, Brian Hammer did not see it. Good boy. <laughs> Well, actually, he didn't tap out because I think he wanted to take his his cohort out on him. <laughs> oh my word! Oh no! Not the Canadian flag with the with the hockey stick. Oh, that's gonna bring up bad memories for Eric Young. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you guys don't know about this there's a reference of a Canadian flag with a hockey stick it has to deal with with Eric Young's past god dang it Josh Alexander pulling that out <laughs> I guess bro I'm, I'm putting my money on the Scott D'Amour putting it there there <laughs> if you want and course, Eric Young with the, oh no, the guitar. Oh. <laughs> okay, if you guys don't want to know, the, the Canadian five that is hooked on a ho ho on a hockey stick is actual reference to Team Canada, the uh, a ta a sable, well led by the one and only Scott Diamore. along with wrestlers like Eric Young and Bobby Roode. We're part of it. it. <laughs> and from the video I see here, well, uh, I guess 
It's just Alexander does bring that out. <laughs> I guess EY is the uh, another favorite. It. <laughs> <laughs> Smash into the guitar. <laughs> if only Scott Dumore was there to hand Alexander the hockey stick. Was he stuck in, was he stuck on commentary again? <laughs> but anyway, uh Eric Young sizes the place. Eric Young decides to grab the guitar and does it like how Je had, um, Jeff Jarrett does is he hits him on the head with the guitar. Call it El Cabong. <laughs> or something like that. Anyway, I guess Josh Alexander retains the title here because it says here. And still, Impact World Champion at the walking uh, walking underscore weapon. So Josh Alexander retains the title. Congrats, Josh. I was very hilariously finding that out. <laughs> Aww. Of course, uh, Anyway, so yeah, I guess there were a lot of things went down. Huh. I guess King King decides to go all white with gold trims. Look kind of good for him, I'll say. Anyway, so I guess from what happened is there were a lot of matches ended crazy. Anyway, but my thoughts about this reading you guys this and is um my thoughts is was really crazy. I guess there were some shades going on in the main event, mostly coming I guess the memories of one Samoa Joe and one Jeff Jarrett, which apparently if you guys don't know, Eric Young is kind of concerned to be friends with Jeff Jarrett. <coughs> Even though if you guys don't know, um, Eric Young, even though I guess he currently resides in, I think, still in Nashville? I think he currently resides in Nashville, Tennessee, but Eric Young is originally from Canada, uh, so I find it funny is the Battle of the Canadians going down. <laughs> oh. 
So, anyway, crazy enough to find that happen. <laughs> oh no, Brian Myers, <laughs> whatever it was. Um, so he quote tweet the uh, Impact Wrestling where it says and new hashtag and new at Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Team is the Good Brothers, and they tagged in uh Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Us. <laughs> Which they call himself the big LG. Like, bro, we know. And anyway, Brian Myers quote tweet and says, Again, ugh. I'm like, what, are you respecting you and, you and Matt Cardona team up again? <laughs> Good grief. So, yeah. <laughs> I find it some funny stuff to talk about, but yeah. Anyway, um, before I kind of wrap this up, I want to say is, first of all, a little shout out to, uh, um, Cody and Brainy Rhodes. Um, I know that they're celebrating Father's Day as well as yesterday. It was Liberty Iris's first birthday. So, if you guys don't know, uh, Liberty Iris was just born, uh, one yesterday, a, a year ago. Oh. Oh, and it was right before Father's Day. <laughs> um, anyway, they celebrated, uh, Cody and Brandy celebrated their daughter's first birthday by having a party, and they decided to have a theme, which is farm, right? And apparently, there were some people who were there, uh, I guess family, friends, which apparently even some friends that are not, not in WWE anymore, but they are now currently in AEW, and especially there, there's those, including uh, QT Marshall, Sean Spears, who, by the way, both QT Marshall and Sean Spears are now to be revealed as Liberty Iris' godfathers. So, in other words, in case something happens to Cody and Brandy, one or the other will be taking care of the girl. Oh. Yes, that's what being a godparent is. It's in case... Usually, they are... Cho- they, when you... You have to understand. In case something bad happens to said parents, and it's up to... um, Is a plan to, and to have this happen? So, because of that... Uh, uh, Cody and Brandy both, I guess, agreed to have Sean Spears and QT Marshall as Libby's uh, godfather. So, in other words, <laughs> wait, that means. <laughs> wait, are they still married? Still? <laughs> Who, Sean? Is he still married? Yeah, yeah, he is. So wait, that means Cassie Lee is. is wouldn't that make uh? Wouldn't that make uh Cassie Lee, since she's married to Sean Spears, um, as Liberty's godmother? I'm like, really. <laughs> <coughs> Oh boy, this is going to be questionable about this. Anyway, 
So, yeah. And apparently there were a lot of others at, at the uh, party, uh, including uh, Preston Vance. Oh, and Amanda Huber's uh, son, and Brody Hubert, also known as as Negative One, was also at the uh, birthday party for Liberty. For Liberty. Anyway, um, so yeah, congrats. <laughs> so anyway, so a little happy, a little belated birthday to Miss Liberty Iris. Is and also, happy Father's Day to Cody Rhodes and all the wrestlers who are considered to be fathers. There's and those who had lost their dads and stuff, including uh Bobby Fish, who is a dad. And he also lost his dad as well. So. So, anyway. Uh, so. Hopefully everybody had a great Father's Day. If not, that's fine, you know. Anyway, um, thank you all for listening to this podcast. Um, I'll be probably back for another episode. Again soon, I'm pretty sure this podcast will be out because it's almost less than a half hour until Father's Day is over. So there you go. Anyway, thanks to you all for listening, and I will see you, and I will hear you, and you guys will hear me again soon. Bye for now.